Good morning and welcome on this absolutely beautiful Sunday morning. Everyone gets two extra gold stars for being here today and not at the beach. At this time, I invite everyone to please stand as we begin our worship. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please join in singing hymn 594 found in our blue hymnals. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us your mercy, that with you as our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal that we lose not the things eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading, a reading from the first book of Kings. At Gideon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I should give you. And Solomon said, You have shown great and steadfast love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uptightness of heart toward you.
and you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne today. And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Although I am only a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a great people, so numerous that they cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and evil. For who can govern this, your great people? It, is ple it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. God said to him, because you have asked this, and have not asked for yourself long life or riches, or for the, long, the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, I now do according to your word. Indeed, I give you a wise and discerning mind. No one like you has been before you, and no one like you shall arise after you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 119 verse 129 through 136 will be read in unison. Your decrees are wonderful, therefore. I obey them with all my heart. When your word goes forth, it gives light. It gives understanding to the temple. I open my mouth and pant. I long for your commandments. Turn to me in mercy, as you always do to those who love your name. Steady my footsteps in your word. Let no iniquity have dominion over me. Rescue me from those who oppress me, and I will keep your commandments. Let your countenance shine upon your servant, and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of tears, because people do not keep your law. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that every spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom we foreknew, he also predestined to be sorry, conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not work with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is it to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for our sake, we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite everyone to please stand as you are able and join in singing hymn 447. Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Another parable Jesus put before the crowds. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds. But when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore sat down and put the good into baskets but threw out the bad so it will be at the end of the age the angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth have you understood all of this they answered yes and he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. As I have reflected back over these last three Sundays, 
and thought about our gospel passages filled with these wonderful parables, I realized that the sermon series we've somehow serendipitously put together could be titled God as Gardener. Now, as Drake pointed out on that first Sunday, as we read these parables, we realize something about God. He's not a very good gardener based on today's standards. Who nowadays just takes seeds and casts it into the wind to land wherever it's going to land, and that which happens to hit fertile soil grows and produces fruit. We are much more economical. We farm in rows that are easily maintained. Who allows weeds to grow to full height amongst one's wheat, sucking up the minerals and the water that is needed to bring that wheat to full fruition? Not you and not I. And today's first parable is not all that different because there's kind of the joke on us as we read it because we're not part of the ancient world in which Jesus talks about the man sowing mustard seeds in his field. Here's what nobody's told us in Sunday school. The mustard plant is an invasive species. <laughs> considered a weed back then. Now here's another thing to think about. Not only is he sowing mustard seeds in his field where he wants to grow other crops, he's growing basically a plant that over time grows into a large tree and shades over the field. Not a very good idea if you wish to produce wheat or corn that requires both sunlight and water. So what do these parables tell us about God beyond the fact that God is not very good at gardening? The fact is they're not really supposed to teach us about God as a gardener. They're supposed to teach us about what the kingdom of heaven is like. Remember the introduction to each parable. The kingdom of heaven is like. And then Jesus goes into the story. But what is that kingdom of heaven that Jesus talks about? It's not that kingdom that we seek or wait for death to bring us to. Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God on earth. More recently called the reign of God when all nations will worship together one God with one voice, and God's ways will eventually become the way of the earth. So these stories that we hear in terms of parables aren't about gardening at all, but what life will be like in what we call the eschaton. For these are what we call eschatological stories, stories about what the end time will be and will look like. So then if we go back today and we look at that first parable, that the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sows mustard seeds, what we see is a story of a man creating a field where all creatures can thrive. Now think about that for a moment. Where else in the Bible do we hear about a place where all creatures can thrive in harmony with one another? And all that is needed is there for us and for all. Does this not become a reference to the Genesis story itself, to the Garden of Eden. It is the sower who sows great seeds or small seeds to grow great trees, where the birds of the air can reside. So the kingdom will be a place 
where all can reside together. And even that which is a weed that has no value to us here on earth today suddenly has great value for what it offers the birds of the airs to have. And then we are told the kingdom of heaven is like a woman who takes three, three hands of flour and mixes it with yeast. Now we're finally coming into parables that I can understand. Because anyone who bakes knows that you want to keep your yeast and your flour separate until use. Why is that? Because when mixed together, there is a chemical reaction. And yeast and flour mixed together before, we're ready, before you are ready to leaven will ruin the flour. But the kingdom of heaven is like a woman who takes three hands of flour and adds yeast to it. And what happens? But that the flour is transformed into something different. For those who bake bread, we know that the flour with the yeast and the water and the sugar transforms and grows into something greater before it is put into the oven. Yeast becomes the active agent, the disruptor that allows for the growth to happen. And so the kingdom of heaven is about transformation. It is the active agent that, when experienced, transforms our hearts, transforms our minds, gives us the opportunity to understand and see the value of God's ways over our ways. And then what does Jesus tell us? How valuable once we have found that kingdom it is to us. So valuable that once we have found it, we are willing and able to give up everything we know and have in order to possess, or better yet, share in that kingdom. To be part of that great banquet that Jesus speaks about. To enter into and be part of that field or that place where the kingdom resides. Not all that different from the end of Revelation. When the heavenly city of Jerusalem descends onto this earth and the river of life leads into the city and those who choose to be washed in that river enter into the city of all nations and languages and together with one voice sing praise to God with the Lamb in the middle of that city. So yes, the kingdom of heaven is like that great treasure or object that whatever it is we value so greatly, we are willing to do anything and everything to obtain it. And finally, as Jesus tells us, the kingdom of heaven is like one who casts out a net and hauls in a great haul of fish. But what do we know about trawling, especially here in Narragansett? When you trawl, you pick up everything. You pick up good fish, you pick up bad fish. Fish that you can keep, fish that have to be thrown back in. You also pick up spare tires, boots, and whatever else is along the bottom of the ocean. But like that fisherman, that which is salvageable is kept. That which is not is thrown away. Not just like, as I said last week, what is it in heaven? Since all of us are sinners at that time of final salvation upon death, all that is good, all that is of God is what is assumed into heaven at our death. And like a snake's skin, we shed all that is dark and the darkness that is part of who we are and part of our lives. So yes, the kingdom of heaven is one that casts the net wide, 
brings all in and sheds that which is not of light and of God and casts it into the fires of hell itself. So what is the kingdom of heaven like? A place where all who come are cared for. A place where all creatures and all people live in harmony just as the peaceful kingdom we hear about at Christmas time through the book of Isaiah. It is that place that transforms us completely, makes us whole and greater than who we are today. And it is that place in which when we experience it, it is so great that we will give everything and anything we have to be part of that reality and not the reality from which we come. What is the kingdom of heaven? It is the new Jerusalem itself, as told to us by John of Patmos, the place where there is need, no need for light, for every nook and cranny of the city is filled by the light of God, where all people of all nations come together and with one voice worships the Lamb at the center, and where weeping and wailing is no longer, but the love of God prevails. Please stand as you are able and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. <coughs> Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours, and grant that we may serve Christ in them, and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in, mo in, bo in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them to the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Phoebe Cutler, Ted and Sherry Dane, 
and Elizabeth Daniker Delguizo. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the bishop and members of the diocesan staff. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We commend to your mercy all who have died, especially Nancy Sweet, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, you have made us one with your saints in heaven and on earth. Grant that in our earthly pilgrimage, we may always be supported by this fellowship of love and prayer and know ourselves to be surrounded by their witness to your power and mercy. We ask this for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whom all our intercessions are acceptable through the Spirit, and whose lives and reign, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. Not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand as you are able. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with the sign of Christ's love for us. Father Craig's still work in the room, so I will just do the announcements. <laughs> uh, there aren't a whole lot, uh, from me at least. Um, the big one is that August 24th is going to be our next big picnic, church, cookout, whatever, and it's going to be uh, a barbecue. And it's also, and I found this out by accident, that it's Father Craig's birthday that day too, so we can't change the day. Um, but it actually is gonna be fun because we're gonna be raising some money for it. We don't ask, it's completely voluntary donations, but it's raising money for the music department. Uh, one of the, you know, earlier on this year, I thought it'd be a great idea to give the, the leads, like Tim and stuff, a raise for showing up and singing. Uh, and if you have any love for the music and it helps you in your spiritual practice, I think you could agree that it's worth every penny. Um, but anyways, more about that later. And Zoe, you have some comments? A and Father Craig, I don't know what his size is. Come on up. But he, he likes loose clothing. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. My name is Zoe, and I apologize for last Sunday because I was told that no one could hear me. So I'm hoping that you can hear me this morning. Um, we have a Christian women's group, and it's open to anyone who's interested in being active in the church or, will, or looking for something to do uh, within the ministry of the church. Uh, we're hoping to have uh, a meeting on the last Saturday of August, uh, right here uh, in the church in there, at 11 o'clock to 12, because we don't want to keep you long, we're just kind of discussing what you know, uh, needs to be done or what people are interested in or looking forward to. So please feel free to call the office, Mary Ellen, and sign up, and it will be such a pleasure to see you all or see who's interested in uh, coming in and joining the Christian Women's Group. I'd love to see you. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Thank you, sir. I just, just was reminded that, no, you're good. Thank you. 
um, that there is a QR code in your pews for service opportunities and it's one person, one job per month. Is that? Okay, I just don't want him to slap me. Um, so, but we're always looking for people to help up on the altar and, and read and usher or whatever. And it's a great way to kind of get, if you don't feel like you're really on, on the, if you don't feel like you're a part of the church necessarily, aside from just showing up, this is a great way to get in. And there's no way you can screw it up. You know, we're not going to fold up the tent if you miss a word or whatever, or if you spill the wine. Um, it's, and it's a fun thing. So, all right. Also, there is coffee hour outside immediately following the service, um, hosted by Maureen and myself. We have declared today no-bake Sunday, which means all of that's out there for coffee hour did not have to be baked, because I was not turning my oven on yesterday in that heat. But please join us. There's a lot of food. Please join us, because as Janessa said last time, she made way more than she should have, and we need everyone to help eat it. So that'll be your service project today, is to help eat the coffee hour food. On that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God. Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, for you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, we praise you 
joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Thank you. 
Eternal God, you have graciously accepted us as living members of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Savior. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Please stand as you're able and join in singing hymn 600. Thanks be to God.